Welcome to the Millionaire Mindcast, where we broadcast weekly interviews with millionaire minds from across the globe to empower you on your journey of unlocking a rich and fulfilling life. It's time to unleash your millionaire within. Now, here's your host, Maddie A. What's going on, Millionaire Mindcast fam? Welcome into today's show. All right, that didn't that didn't even feel right coming out, but I'm going to rock with it. We're closing up Q2, getting ready to head into Q3, and it is a very interesting market in time right now. This is the time that we're going to see who has been swimming naked, who overbought, who overextended themselves, who overleveraged themselves, who did things that they probably shouldn't have done or I guess on the contrary of that, who should be doing things that they weren't doing that ultimately when all of the air gets sucked out of the bubbles that we have seen and experienced over the last couple years because of the pandemic, we're going to see who really is ready for a recession. And GoBundance being the mastermind group that I've been a part of full of many, many high net worth, intelligent business owners, investors, and just individuals as a whole. There's a group within GoBundance called the Champions Group. And that is kind of our tiered up higher net worth community and level of individuals within that overall ecosystem. And this last week, there was a a gathering before we went off to Mexico, Jake and I. Uh, which we went out to Mexico City to meet our art consultants and source art and meet artists and furniture builders and all kinds of cool stuff, which I'll talk on in you know a quick second just to get you guys up to, to date there. But uh, the Champions Group met in San Francisco, and there was a collective, you know, half a billion dollars of net worth in that uh, room of you know forty five plus guys. And when smart money starts to do things, when smart money thinks they know something, they generally know it far in advance than 95% of the general public. And that's a good thing and it's a bad thing, right? Good thing is you can get in front of some of the trends and some of the things that smart money is concerned about, or you can position yourself, right, to maybe build a moat and insulate your risk, to hedge your downside. You can position yourself to capitalize on what you think is coming. But sometimes, right, emotion, us as human beings, all individuals are oftentimes driven by emotion. The knowing of certain things that may be coming when things are going to get bad, it could trick or convince some people to play a little bit smaller or a little bit more conservative. Now, I think there's always a happy medium in there. I've never been an ultimate doomsdayer. And do I think that we're going to see you know, a complete bloodbath like we saw after the 2008 financial crisis. No, personally, I don't. I'm always going to choose optimism. I'm always going to choose innovation. I'm always going to bet on us as human beings to, you know, get back to doing what we do, which is building and innovating and creating great things and capitalizing on opportunity. But at the end of the day, you know, I'll say this. My dad used to tell me, never underestimate the stupidity of the average person. 
And unfortunately, nowadays, more than ever, which has been showcased, we got a lot of stupid people in the world. A lot of people that ultimately are taking the word of others, aren't critically thinking, aren't staying in a state of curiosity, aren't asking powerful and you know, thought-provoking questions, and aren't making decisions for themselves, and let alone taking action based on those questions and answers that they're getting that best serve them in their life. They're living by default instead of by purpose. And over the course of the last decade, I've really tried to remove a lot of emotion when it comes to wealth building, when it comes to investing, when it comes to building businesses that can be driven by data instead of my emotion. Now, I'm an emotional dude. I get fired up. I like to live life with high energy. But when you're trying to build really big things at times, it's really important when you're protecting downside or looking to capitalize on upside to look at the data. And so this room that was full of collective wisdom, people way smarter than me, way wiser than me, way richer than me, the overall consensus is that it's going to get a little squirrely and a little hairy here in the economy for the next six to 12 months. Now, how bad it's going to be, how long it's going to be, nobody knows. But the overall consensus was, and I'm going to share with you, my hotel deal that I'm acquiring right now, I might be losing out on that deal. And this is a big, big domino for me in building my business and getting a hotel that's in a heat map area of where I want to be at in a great location. And yet the timing and the turmoil that is starting to take place and that we're seeing take place in the market may just be wrong place, wrong time. And as much as I emotionally want this deal so bad, I'm also not going to let that cloud my judgment in making a bad decision. Because one bad decision can, one, wipe out a lot of people, as we have saw in previous corrections, and one intelligent decision can completely change the course in a good way of your investing career, your financial future, and your overall lifestyle picture. And therefore, this is why I think it's important to be in these kinds of conversations, especially in times of recession. So I wanted to share some of the things that were you know, discussed in this room. And again, I'm not the smartest. I'm not the fastest. I'm not the strongest. I'm good at getting myself around the right people who are those things and making the best, most calculated data-driven decision I think best serves me and my goals. And I hope some of this information might help you make the next best fundamentally data-driven decision for you and your goals. So are we in a recession? Yes, we already technically, in many of their opinions, are in a recession. You've heard Ryan and I talking about this on the Wealth Building Wednesday episodes. And so if you're not subscribed to the podcast every week, Monday interviews with uh, a millionaire Wednesdays, Ryan and I, we dig in on the past week's data of what the equities, you know, stocks and bonds markets are doing, crypto, real estate. And then Fridays is, you know, more of this, me, my own journey, mindset tips, you know, things that I'm working on, things that I think are, you know, important to be talking about and thinking about right now. And we're already in a recession. And come end of Q2 and the beginning of Q3, 
they're going to start talking about it more, right? We're already starting to hear a little bit of it come out from reporters. Don't you think we're in a recession, Mr. Biden? Da, 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 da. And they don't want to acknowledge it, right? And so the consumer sentiment and the general public, one, data already shows that the consumer confidence index is already dropping. And we haven't even admitted yet that we're in a recession. Now, once that narrative starts to start trickling down the tree and people start to understand the reality of the situation, which is we are in a recession, we've already seen a pretty large amount of money get wiped out of the market, get wiped out of crypto. And it's starting to slowly cool down some of the craze in real estate. And when people really start to now believe and buy into the fact that we're in a recession, we're probably going to find another bottom in the market of equities and stocks and bonds and crypto. And real estate's going to start to catch up. We're already seeing inventory creep up and creep up relatively quickly. Builders are trying to finish product as much as they can, as quickly as they can, excuse me, to get it on the market. We're seeing home sales month over month drop and decrease. Unemployment is a big thing, I think, to be paying attention to because that's something that if people start to lose their jobs and inflation remains as bad as it is, which obviously the Fed is trying to choke this out as quickly as they possibly can, which they're doing relatively decent job at, we're going to see people start to really tighten things up and, you know, tighten the belt, right? And so what actions can you take now to be prepared for a slowdown? What are the opportunities for you, for your team, for your business right now and heading into the future? These are the times, I love the Warren Buffett quote, right? This is the definition of when he means when people are fearful, be greedy. When people are greedy, be fearful. And right now, the overall sentiment for quite some time is that people and their confidence in the market and things that have been going on despite everything that's happened over the last few years is that it's time to be greedy. Let's keep rocking and rolling. This thing ain't going nowhere. I'm going to keep making money. And a lot of it wasn't based on fundamental decision-making. And we're going to see, in my opinion, the confidence and the sentiment and the narrative shift. And people are going to start getting a little bit more fear-based. And so in those moments of fear, I think there's going to be some great, great opportunity to be captured. And I want to make sure that you have the ability to think about what some of the things are you might want to do to capitalize on that. So, of course, one of the, I'm going to give you just some summarized, you know, points that were discussed in the room, which is number one, hoard cash. A lot of people are literally hitting the pause button on acquisitions, on investing and going, you know what? Yep. Cash is trash. We do all agree on that. There is lost opportunity cost. But that lost opportunity cost, even with inflation, my money sitting stale there in the meantime, the opportunity cost that is going to allow me to capitalize on getting investments, opportunities, assets in this correction at a far greater discount that has far greater upside 
they're betting on some of that delta. Now, I'm going to be a little bit more in the middle on that one because I don't think you want to sit in too much cash, right? I don't think you want to miss out on too many opportunities. But at the end of the day, what I do think the point is, is to build up your reserves, whether that's looking for opportunity to reallocate some of that cash inside your current business or inside your industry or within a current skill or capacity, invest that some of that dry powder in areas that you're still going to get some good, solid, decent, maybe a little bit lower margin type of returns, but something that doesn't see your cash lose 8% right to inflation just by sitting in your savings account. Focus on you know, being liquid, being bankable, and finding ways to build up new opportunities with lenders, with lines of credit. Keep your relationships very strong with your money people, right? Because when the air gets sucked out of the market, when banks start to tighten the belt, the thing is, they now know and agree very aggressively and they're showing this in their actions, and I'll share what's going on with my hotel deal, is that the economy is one day further away from the peak and one day closer to the bottom. And they have no idea where that bottom's at right now. We're literally in the shift right now. And when we're in the shift right now, again, most people don't even know that the shift is happening right now. Most of the retail, you know, public, general consumer they they don't they don't get it they don't understand and the banks are restricting no one's buying bonds right now you know equity markets are extremely choppy can't really carve out what's going on crypto same thing real estate cooling down and so the banks are going man we don't we don't really know where this thing is at right now the Fed's going to keep doing what they're doing to try and choke out inflation. We definitely know we're going into a recession. How deep, how long that's going to be, we don't know. So therefore, we're going to start basically underwriting most of our stuff 20% less today, maybe even 30%, 40% less over the next 6 to 12 months until we can figure out where the economy is at from a stable footing perspective and where we think it might be going. So that way, we can get in front of it. Are you an accredited investor looking for more passive income investment opportunities? If so, text the word DEALS to 844-447-1555. This will get you on my accredited investor list. And anytime we have a new exclusive syndication opportunity that you can invest in, you will be the first to know. That's DEALS to 844-447-1555. Right? Always follow smart money. And so I'll give you an example. I'm in contract on my hotel. We've got a good chunk of money already hard that is non-refundable. And I'm flying to Mexico and I get a phone call and the lender goes, yeah, Matt, I hate to say this to you, but um, the bank is retrading their terms. And you always know that it's a potential in a weird market like we're in right now for people to retrade, right? Hey. You know, it was this when we started, but it's this now. So we need to rediscuss what this looks like, right? I've done that many times with sellers over the years of getting into contract with them. Then you do a home inspection. You're like, hey, I offer based on this. And then after the inspection, 
I learned a bunch of stuff that I didn't know when I first offered and where we started. So I need to rediscuss price with you. Well, that's essentially what all of the banks are doing right now. And it was a pretty big delta. They want us to bring practically another million and a half of cash to the table. And they want to, you know, renegotiate the rate. And ultimately that changes, right? The finances and the returns on the deal. And as emotionally driven and committed as I am to this property, you also have to go back to your numbers and and the data and, and your fundamentals. And right now that completely changes the landscape of the deal. And the challenging part is, is you never want to be the one to go back and be the first person to tell someone that things are different, right? Because what we're saying is like, hey, it's not us, it's the market, right? The banks are responding to the market, to the economy. It's not us trying to change the landscape of the deal, Mr. Seller. It's the market changing the landscape of the deal. And are you understanding that the market has changed and that we might need to have a discussion about this? Or, Mr. Seller, do you still think my price is up here, my property is this great, and you're wrong, the market hasn't changed? So I'm like, okay, I need to really understand what's going on here so we can tell this story and paint this picture and have you know, the ability to posture and negotiate with something tangible that this guy can you know, wrap his head around versus me just telling him the market has changed. And so I got some good contacts on Wall Street and I get on the phone with uh, a guy who's got a couple billion dollars um, debt and equity shop out of, you know, New York, a couple billion dollars in loans on the commercial side of things in the pipeline. And I said, dude, what's going on here? This is what we are seeing. This is what we're feeling. This is, you know, and the beauty of GoBundance is a lot of these guys invest in commercial real estate and a lot of them are getting retraded if they're selling product or they are looking to retrade if they're buying product based on the banks retrading them. And he goes, yeah, man, you know, we got a couple billion dollars in the, in the pipeline right now. And we're seeing about 40% of it get retraded as of this last week. And if I'm, you know, thinking correctly about where things are going over the course of the next few weeks, we might see more than 70 to 80% of that pipeline get retraded, depending on the asset class. But overall, the market is shifting right now. And the banks are telling us exactly how much they think it's shifting by what terms they're retrading. And so we saw our loan to value on our debt get retraded at about 10%. And so I asked him, I said, okay, so what are you seeing in terms of people, you know, retrading with sellers or deals retrading at. And he goes, right now we're anywhere from 10 to 15, 20% on pricing getting retraded. And I'm like, okay, well, that sounds kind of in line with where we're at. And he goes, you know, we might see in the next month or two, depending on what the Fed does with rates again, and, you know, where, you know, some of these reports come out over the next couple of weeks, another, you know, 10, 15, 20% on top of that. So what does this tell me? What does this tell us? It tells us that the market is constricting right now. And there's going to be some reshuffling that happens in this recession. But this is where I think there's some great opportunity and some silver lining in this. You know, if the deal still makes sense for you and you feel like you're buying at the peak, but it makes sense and you're playing the macro picture in long term and it's a 
critical asset to your portfolio, to your business plan in the long term, and it still makes sense today, and you can weather the short-term storm in the meantime and maybe recapitalize the deal in, you know, 18 or 24 or 36 months and, you know, kind of get through some of these choppy times while things kind of settle out and find a bottom and then, you know, get reforecasted, do it. But also don't get emotionally tied into deals that could, if you make a wrong decision, force you to take three, four, five, ten 10 steps back and wipe out all the progress you've made too. Because what we do know in recessions, great opportunity presents itself. So having lines of credit, right, is going to be something that's important. Being bankable, having dry powder, having good relationships, going on the offensive and raising capital. Here's another thing. Capital isn't just about dollars. It's also about people, human capital. And in times like right now, in times like the recession, there is a reshuffling of talent in the market. So look for great talent that just got fired, that just got laid off, that just, you know, got downsized and pushed out the door or they're ready for a move because they're overworked. This is a great time for you to pull some amazing talent into your organization. The other side of it is, is make your talent that you have in your world retain those people. Make your model sticky. One great way that many of the guys talked about is, you know, have a good comp, you know, base um, salary package, but have a great comp package. Because if you have a good comp package in times like right now, and they go and hit and perform on those things, yeah, you're going to be paying them a lot. But if they go and hit and perform on those things, they're going to be making you a lot too. So looking at good sticky models to retain talent is a great way to keep your good people as well as attract new people into your organization. Definitely calculate your risk appropriately, right? Know what your downside is. Bake those numbers in today. And don't overextend yourself. Another thing right now is, you know, there's a lot of people who've been talking that talk, right? And, you know, how great they are when the market is easy to win in. But the people that are really good operators, really good investors, really good business owners that have been talking that talk, this is going to be a great time for you to gain more market share with your brand. This is going to be a great time for you to elevate your authority, your influence, your impact, your reach, to grow your community, to grow your capital relationships, to grow your network, to grow your organization through your brand. So don't be afraid to spotlight and give people a window into what you're doing. The best way in what feels like uncertain times right now to create certainty is through consistent, fundamentally based action. Let me say that again. The best way to create certainty in uncertain times is to take consistent action. Create that awareness. Take what the market's giving you. That moment-to-moment awareness is going to allow you to course correct and or double down on the stuff that's working or not working very, very quickly. So lean in right now. Now's not the time to just sit back. Now's the time to go on the offensive and get ready because there's going to be some amazing opportunities 
that are coming. So purge the stuff that is not priorities, whether that's people, whether that's expenses or debt, whether that's activities that are distractions, whether that's individuals on your team or in your organization, and lean up, cash up, and get ready to go on the offensive because some exciting things are coming. So I don't know what's going to happen with this hotel deal. You guys will have to stay tuned on you know, what my update is next week because I will have one because we've got some um, milestones in the contract that need to get hit and or discussed or restructured. Um, and whether or not you know, the seller decides to move forward, what I can say is that based on leaving no stone unturned, doing all of our due diligence, making sure that the numbers pencil, aligning that with mis- uh, risk mitigation, you know, and, and risk profile and what we need our numbers to look like. You know, when you do that homework and when you create that plan and you let the emotion get pushed to the side and you let the plan and the data and the numbers drive the next best decision, you can have that peace of mind. And know that one of my favorite uh, mentors shared this with me early on. He said, opportunities in real estate are just like buses. There's always another one coming in 15 minutes. So we're going to be going into a season where I think we're going to see a lot of buses. And if you're losing some opportunities right now, or you feel like you need to take a step back, trust in your gut. Don't make any drastic decisions and keep leaning into problem solving and solutions and relationships. And I think you're going to see some great, great stuff come right across the plate that you either are hitting some singles, you're hitting some doubles, or I think some people are going to be knocking some home runs and some grand slams out of the park. So with that being said, appreciate you guys. If you want to know more about the event that I'm going to be throwing in Lake Tahoe at one of my hotels, this is for business owners, investors, wealth builders. Um, We're going to be touring some of my hotels, staying at them, having some fun activities, doing some outdoor stuff, um, talking about business and investing at a really high level. We'll have some good speakers there. Uh, Dates are still to be determined, but we are building the list. So if you want to know more about that, just text the word Tahoe to 844-447-1555. Someone on our team will uh, get back to you about uh, just getting your name, your phone number, uh, and an email address. And uh, we will get more information sent out here shortly. With that being said, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. If you enjoy the podcast, all I ask is let you leave a five-star review in iTunes, share it with a friend, a family member. My goal is to continue keeping us in the top 100 of the entrepreneurship and business and investing categories. And uh, we have been sliding anywhere from one to 150. So I'd love to break back into that 100. Um, And the way I can do that is with you guys, support and help and sharing mucho love, dropping some new content on uh, Instagram, social media, TikTok, all the above. Uh, Until next week's episode. Keep investing in yourself and your wealth on your march to a million and beyond. Cheers, my friends.